Hey guys, these next three episodes are going to be from our live episode out on the back porch of Franklin Bridge last Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We had over 70 people from the club who came out and supported, and we had giveaways from Titleist, Srixon, and our own Scott Hasse. Everybody in attendance got a 30-minute free lesson, so make sure to come on out on Wednesdays at 6.30 to make sure that you are there to win some great giveaways. So we have a lot of things to plug on the podcast. We have the Franklin Bridge Performance app. We have our fall programming along with some exciting, exciting, exciting uh, new additions to Franklin Bridge coming up within the year. So um, make sure that you guys come out to Franklin Bridge at 6.30 on Wednesdays to come listen to the Champions Playbook. Um, thank you for everybody who came out. And without further ado, here you go. There's no rules. Shoot a lower score. And we're back here on the back porch of the Champions Playbook. Wow, it's weird saying that in front of everybody here. <laughs> I know, right? Usually I'm saying it and we're either inside, the two of us. We're usually right next to each other, but we're... Now we're arms distance apart. Jack can't be like, hey man, like, hey, hurry up, finish up your point. Like, <laughs> you're taking too long. So... But for those of you listening who aren't here tonight, first of all, you should have been here. It's an incredible scene. Got incredible people here. Free lessons. That's exactly yeah, you right. Out on that. Free lessons. We got some golf ball giveaways. We've got a, a Strixon stand bag. Um, we got a lot of great stuff. So if you're not here on the back porch of Franklin Bridge at 6:30 on Wednesdays, uh, you're missing out. So make sure to come out here uh, next week on the back porch. But Scott, we have two special guests here today. Why don't you introduce our guests? So we have Stephanie Malloy. Um, Stephanie, uh, we connected. I spoke at the Met section of the PGA up in Connecticut uh, early, early January of 2020. Is that right? Yeah, so a year and a half um, and was talking about my book and a different way to approach teaching course strategy. Um, and she kind of latched onto that. And um, we've had a good friendship since then. And she's been on the podcast before. Uh, over audio, so she's got a lot of great input. She's at a wonderful uh, academy up there that she teaches at, um, so you'll get to hear a lot from her. We will all interact on this, uh, on all of these episodes. And then Scott Spector, I've known for a while, um, fellow PJ Golf professional as well, and student um, while I was at the Hank Johnson School of Golf, caddied for him some, and wonderful leader, uh, wonderful player. Uh, recently, I love doing this, uh, put you on the spotlight. Um, so we're getting Scott ready for the senior tour um, here probably next year. We're already playing some events. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm only about 10 years behind, so, you know, math is not my friend. Uh, but, but with that said, um, shot 64 on his first ball the other day, but was playing a two-ball worst ball. So those that know what a two-ball worst ball is. So imagine a normal scramble, a two-person scramble where you both hit the shot and you play the best one. This is the opposite of that. You've got to play the worst ball all the way. So you hit two drives, then you've got to go pick the worst one, play the two from there, and take the worst one, all the way down to your putts, do the same thing. Scott shot 67 on a two-ball worst ball, which is super impressive. And so that's kind of a sign that we're headed in the right direction, and we got a lot of good things coming. So... Um, you're going to get to hear from him. He's, uh, he's a performance coach as well for some senior tour players. Uh, has been a business culture developer for Fortune 500 companies. Uh, so for those of you that are business owners, uh, feel free to ask some questions like that um, during the live Q&A. So uh, with that, and then Jack, <laughs> professional podcaster, amateur golfer, as we like to say here on the podcast. Um, Jack is on his journey to break 80, been very, very close. 
uh, multiple times, and we'll have done it in it'll take you just over a year it looks like yeah um but pretty impressive to go from never playing the game to being able to almost break 80 so 80 81 82 right there so um with that first topic first topic so uh it's nice when you bring in some northerners uh who can kind of just bring in and shoot you straight uh but first topic is you can't handle the truth but you should so we uh we're gonna hit pretty heavy here and um I think one of the first ones that I like to start with is um, Stephanie, for you and Scott in the business world, kind of pitch some ideas to you. Um, what are some basic things that you see people that like can't, like when you deliver that truth, it's hard for them to swallow, but they need to. So any specific examples you have are great. If not, we'll go from there. So, and then we'll chime in and then we just kind of let this thing spin as we go. So. Um. Not any specific examples right off the top. You know, we'll have another Champions Lemonade that uh, our man's back here fixing, and that'll probably loosen up the lips a little bit. But um, I, I guess for most of us adults, we have a fear of something, whether it's a fear of failure, fear of success. There's fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It exists in everything that you do. Your interactions with the people in your own family, your interactions that you have at work. Um, if you're really dead bone honest with yourself, it's real. And we either bypass it, skirt it, ignore it, change the topic of the subject, whatever it is. Medicate it. Overhydrate? Over yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, th I mean, that's it in, in a nutshell. And... Yeah, the book. I've got a couple copies, just giving it away tonight. A third of the people will get through the first 40 pages of the book. And the rest of them will look at it and have that question to themselves. Do I really want to open the kimono, so to speak? Maybe open that wound that maybe has never been healed and really address it. So it's hard stuff. It really is. And the ones that address it have some dialogue, some conversations in a trusting environment, knows that somebody has your back as long as you have theirs. Things evolve, things grow, things move forward. And if they don't, well, that's okay. It's your decision. It's your choice. Um, yeah, I think for, for me, I think by and large our industry and what, I see all the time is we're in search of that quick fix all the time. Like, oh, if I do this in my golf swing, I'll hit it perfect and I'm going to shoot 72 every single time. But I think people neglect the fact that it's really hard to change motor patterns and what that takes. Um, and the positions your body has to get into with the club. And uh, it's, it's really hard. Golf is not easy. And I, just, I don't think there's a quick fix in this industry and what it takes. And I'm so happy to hear that you guys are going to Performance Institute because that's to me what golf is. Like any other sport, we have to address it like that holistically, uh, how your body actually moves. Um, and let's start there to actually have a pathway to player development. Yeah, I think from like an amateur perspective and somebody who picked up the game seriously over the past year, like there really is no quick fix. Like it took me a year to get to 80 and I still think that's a pretty good accomplishment. So I, I think that 
um, anybody who's out here who's like either has has been in the game for a short amount of time or who's still figuring out the game, who's been in it for a while, like the key is just practice, practice, and to get somebody like Scott up here who uh, you can trust with your swing and just uh, lean into the process. I think so many people are afraid of the process just because they don't know what's what's after it, right? They're, they're afraid of the result because they don't have control over the result per se. Which is, you've gotten to see me exactly. in that place. Exactly. Um, you were there one time when I was finishing up a lesson and that guy said, well, that one feels like I don't have any control over the ball. And I was like, oh, please say that again. I love that phrase. And Jack was like, he's got you exactly where he wants you. Um, and I said, say that again. And like, feels like I have no control over the ball. It's like, that's because that's my job. I'm in control of the ball. You're in control of you. I'm going to direct you what to do. And if you've been watching this screen as it scrolls by, big belief of mine is you don't have to get worse before you get better. You just have to get uncomfortable. Um, so it's, it's something that I'm trying to get out of the industry. You've got to get worse before you get better. If you're going to see somebody and you use that phrase or you hear that phrase or you experience that, then you're not getting the right information. Uh, so uh, I had a wonderful experience learning from one of the finest uh, instructors in the country, Hank Johnson, 2004 National Teacher of the Year, Golf Digest Top 50 teacher for, I don't know, forever, um, ran the Golf Digest schools, published books. So um, getting to learn under that environment, like all you have to do is get uncomfortable. Like you don't go to a trainer in the gym and a trainer said, you're like, okay, I got to get more overweight before I lose weight. I got to get less flexible before I get more flexible. You don't go to a PT and go, you know, I got to ache more before I ache less. Like, it's just not the case. And if you're going to see somebody like that, you're not going to continue to see them. So um, for those that have been students of mine that are here, you know, a lot of you have promoted me and I'm thankful for that. But it, it's based on real tangible evidence where you get better. Um, and I think it's one of the dangers for me is I can fix it really quick. Um, and I learned that under Hank and it's one of the prides of what I do of like, I love to try and fix it inside of five minutes. Uh, how many of you have done a 15 minute eval who've been here? Uh, some of you, I've been able to fix it inside that 15 minutes. And, um, that's one of the fun things for me is like, can I do it? Uh, we, we worked on Stephanie today. She's like, it's too hot out here. I'm from Connecticut. Like, can we, can we, <laughs> it's hot. So, but it was like. I said, well, we'll get it. She's like, it's, I can only do 30 minutes. I was like, well, we'll finish it inside of 25. Like, we can do that. Like, this is not a problem. So, um, <laughs> we're I, I not going to Yeah, um, go ahead. I said something. This is the where I was going to finish this. Is I said something to you on the couple podcasts ago where I said, like, a lot of people don't progress in this game because they're afraid. they're afraid of the process. And I said, the only two things that you can fix, the only two things that you can control from yourself is your attitude and your effort. I love that. Right. And if you can control your attitude and your effort, find a trusted instructor like Scott here who will have control over your over your ball. I mean, there's no reason why you can't get better in the next two weeks, honestly. Yeah. And, and for those that know the phrase I'm about to say, see if you guys can finish it up. There's one rule. Yeah, shoot a lower score. That's how I judge my teaching. That's how you should judge your playing. Um, and so obviously there are some – flat lines as you work through your game and there's some discomfort and learning to do that under pressure is, is a difficult thing but um, uh, I'm going to kind of run a slightly different angle with this topic um, you can't handle the truth but you should um, one of my favorite things to do uh, is to actually use a track man um, to measure how far you hit the ball it's a $25,000 piece of equipment with dual Doppler radar that tracks both the club head and the ball and in terms of the ball, it will measure it to within the nearest, like, few inches. Um, 
and people will debate a that piece of equipment. It is trusted by the best golf professionals, uh, the best PGA Tour players, LPGA Tour players in the world. Well, I, I hit it further than that. It's the range ball. It's like, no, you're only generating X number of club head speed. At the most, you're going to be able to hit it this far. And so being able to, and this is one of the things I start off in my book, is like we're going to peel back the layers of what you can actually do versus what you think you can do. And so um, – is being able to stare that reality in the face of like, no, you, you're terrible. Um, and so, <laughs> and it's okay. Like, it's totally fine. Um, one of the things that was hard for me was when I moved up here, for those that um, met me, I was 160 pounds. I had lost a lot of weight in my previous job. I put on 40 pounds in a few, and Scott knew me back when I was super light. But like, he's a, he's a featherweight. Yeah. yeah, a paperweight. So, but was to like the hard reality was staring at that scale, going, "Man, I've lost a lot of weight and I'm super unhealthy." And so, being able to get here and gain the weight, and like you keep looking at it, and I'm like, "Man, I haven't gained any weight in the last month. Like, I need to keep." And so, like, it's the reality of like checking your intake and outtake, and it's just like, it's very difficult to stare that reality in the face. And <clears throat> we'll kind of go this direction. Like, I'd say this to all of my juniors, and in my junior camps, I start this with with the parents and parent orientation is adults suck at learning. Every single one of us in here sucks at learning, myself included. Um, But we can learn. So this is the way I kind of see it. Adults learn to survive. Kids learn to learn. They learn to explore. They learn to experience. And if we can get into that space, it's like people hit a bad shot. Like, what happened on that one? It's like, we just hit five good ones in the row. You didn't turn around and ask me what happened on that one on those five, right? So like, it's, we're trying to survive and when you try to survive, you actually drown. So you really, I'm gonna say that one more time, like adults learn to survive, kids learn to learn. And so a lot of times what we do is we take the learning out of kids too early. And Stephanie, I'll let you kind of speak to that from the junior development side, but anybody else wanna chime in on that, that's fine too, so, but yeah. We suck at learning, but we don't have to. So that's half of what I do in my instruction is to try and retrain adults how to learn. Those that were in my winter program, yeah, we did a lot of that, didn't we? <laughs> we had to relearn how to learn. So, uh, but it's been great. That's so true, Scott. Uh, at my facility at the Golf Performance Center in Connecticut, our focus is actually more elite junior players. And it's exactly what you just said. It's just they're more willing to change their motor patterns and get uncomfortable and see the progress and see what it takes to actually shoot the lower scores where we do have adult members at our place but the learning is a lot different and it's just changing those motor patterns are very difficult um we have something called the player development index and player development system that we've created that it's more than just the score because obviously yeah shooting the lower score is number one uh that's how we grade everything but if you're a beginner and you're eight years old, there's also a lot of other factors that go into that. Like uh, how, uh, how strong you are, how mobile you are. Um, all of the, uh, I had brain fart there for a second. Um, <laughs> and just all of the changes that you go through in maturity uh, that we focus on that. But our player development system is we actually do 180 shots with our players. Uh, we go through a physical screen and a physical testing. And then we go through uh, golf performance being our scoring average, short game tests, and so forth. And actually uh, spits out a score um, out of 100. And then the kids actually get a player pathway uh, to improve more than just their score physically as well. 
Scott, I'd love to have you chime in on this from like the business world perspective and what you've observed in your entrepreneurs that you've been talking to and how learning to survive, the difference between learning to survive and learning to learn. I feel like a true entrepreneur learns to learn, but maybe uh, an operator or a CEO, for example, learns to survive. Can you speak on that for a second? Sure. So you look at it from the business standpoint, there are two main measurables that we're all concentrated on. Anybody want to take a stab what they are? Yeah, results. It's driving revenue and decreasing expenses, right? Because we got to get to that net, net, net profit. That's, that is it. Nobody goes to work for four cents on the dollar. If you do, you're doing the wrong thing. Or you're doing the wrong, you know, the wrong thing perfectly. So from, from that standpoint, you take a look at a, a pyramid or a triangle. You've got environment on the bottom. Productivity is the next layer, or behaviors is the next layer. Productivity is the next one, and then results at the top. If your environment sucks, the climate is no good, the culture is unhealthy. Which, how many of y'all love the culture here at the bridge? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Where's Brooksy? Is Brooksy out there? He might be inside. I saw him earlier. Yeah, thanks, Brooks, for that. I mean, Brooks set that up. But that's, like, that's primo number one. And, like, for me, in my instruction, like, getting to where we're adding teachers over the next several years and adding a teaching facility and practice facilities and all of that is, for me, is if I can't get you to shoot lower scores, I'm not building this. It ain't happening. I'm not going to. I don't want to. We're going to have all, I like, hope to have all the tech and all the fancy get gizmos and gadgets. And there's a lot of places that do that, and you can be an average instructor and get away with it. But I'm not here to be average. I'm not here to make you somewhat better. I'm trying to make you as good as you can possibly be with a minimal amount of work um, and maximum impact. So, you know, it's, it's about staring those things in the face. And there are things that I'm weak at. It's like, okay, I need to hire people that are good in these areas. I don't have to be good in them. I just have to hire exactly. somebody in that position. And so, like, being able to stare that reality of, like, you know, I really suck at that and that. We need that. I need to hire somebody or multiple people to do those things that I'm not good at. So it's just building a team here, and Brooks has done a fantastic job so far. But um, That's the foundation. Right. We have that first. And there's a lot of things we still got to fix, and we're working on them, and we're growing them, and you can see it out there on the golf course, like massive changes right now, and it's a ton of fun to be here. Well, one of the results that's pretty obvious for me coming down here just visiting, you've got an owner that's out there sweating, working, on a skid steer. On a front end loader. Really? It's a we lot can, of fun. We can go downtown. I don't know any CEOs that are doing any of that. <laughs> no. Nobody's in the, in the break room working, handing out, make sure Jack's got you know, a soda or something to eat. It doesn't exist. Now, granted, it may not be realistic either. Okay, we, let's, let's, let's keep it grounded. But the whole point is you're trying to develop trust and respect. Without yeah. that, everything is lost. Well, you know, the reality of certain things, like I'm going to brag on my wife a little bit. She's uh, been working at Tesla, um, killing it there. She's never been in sales. Um, and it's her first sales job and started December, early September, December of last year. It took her three or four months, and she was uh, 38th in the country for Tesla sales advisors on a part-time position. And she's not a salesperson. Yeah, it's, it's not about numbers for her. It's right. about relationships with people. That's and so like, it. and she's killed that and crushed that. And that's to her, like, it's just who she is. And so, you know, obviously I like to deliver that 
personal component to that, but I also have a product to deliver. She's delivering an awesome product with Teslas. I get to deliver it from the golf instruction side, but also you still have to take care of people. And so, yeah, the, Jack's, Jack, I think you got something you want to say. So in the book, we're going to go real brief here. There's three concentric circles. This is how we get to be successful. Ego is in one, results are in the other, relationships are in the other. All three are intersecting. One gets out of rhythm. Y'all are used to the word balance. It's move on from that. If the ego swells, results are going to suffer or you're going to get them through coercion. Relationships are going to suffer. If you're a kumbaya group hug guy, all about the relationships, you're never going to get anything done, and your serious hell aren't going to be respected for it. So it's a rhythm. Any, we got any surfer dudes in here? Any shredders? It's Nashville. Anyway, <laughs> so you got to you got to you got to paddle your your as hard as you possibly can to get to the to the wave. You got to ride the wave. You got to ride the rhythm. And if you're good, you can ride it all the way into the shore. If you're not, what happens? The curl gets you and you crash, right? It's, things don't change. It just doesn't change. I was going to say, uh, to wrap this podcast up, the first one, we're shooting three. The second one's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to have y'all's questions answered by the whole panel up here. But to, to cap this one off, what do you think are two things that everybody here today, including the ones listening online, can take away from this lesson that we've been talking about to kind of cap off? this first one I'm just gonna give one of them to start and I'm still gonna go with that you don't have to get worse before you get better you just have to get uncomfortable that goes with anything let's go into the gym like we've talked a lot in the gym like you just have to get there like you don't have like just getting there has a ton of value you don't even have to do anything just get there um, so you just have to get uncomfortable now that discomfort looks different in different places but you do not have to get worse before you get better. You just have to get uncomfortable. That's not just in your golf game. It's in every area of your life. So that's my one. I'll think about number two. Submit your ego. Scott's young enough to be my son. But that hurts, Scott. That's hard. I don't want to give that up. And, and I'm better than you, at least in my mind, right? But the, but the reality is I have, if I'm going to grow, if I'm going to learn, if I'm going to actually make it out there, I have to listen. I have to take the advice, and some of it's not pretty. Some of it I don't want to hear. With your wedge the, yesterday, like no, just, backing you up, just like a just, fraction from the golf ball, like this is so uncomfortable. Yep. What, did um, what, it's like an inch and a half, if that. It, it's incredible how uncomfortable that is. I think I have mine. Um, if you want to think on your Stephanie, but I think mine. What I answered it two or three minutes ago is the only thing two things that you can control is attitude and effort and I need to do a much better job of that in my personal life on that and the golf course uh I think I'm pretty solid at it on the golf course honestly Scott yeah okay good at least I'm good at something <laughs> uh no but I think that that is like I seriously think that a lot of people have trouble with that is like their attitude and their effort I think if you can do both of those well um then I think you'll be set up to do whatever you want really well so that's my that's mine. Yeah, and I'm gonna go back to just again. There's no quick fix. Like trust the process, um, believe in what you're doing and that long-term goal, and uh, go from there. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode here on the back porch of Franklin Bridge. For you, those of you all listening at home, make sure, make sure, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, just go ahead and type in the Champions Playbook. Um, go ahead and give us a five-star rating as well. That really helps when people search golf in the podcast. We come up first, which is really, really great. So make sure that you all um, – Fill that, fill that out. Um, also, hey, idea, if you guys get on your phones right now and go give us a rating on the Champions Playbook podcast, we'll give you another raffle ticket. I'll give you five. Bam. Five for five stars. Five for five stars. You get so, a ticket for every star that you give. That's right. <laughs> right. The more stars you give, the more you get. So, I love that. Yep. Jack, go ahead and wrap that up, and then I'm going to say a couple things before we start the live Q&A. Sounds good, sounds good. Well, uh, for those of you all listening, make sure, make sure, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify, as well as follow me and Scott on Instagram. It's at Golf, two S's, two E's, and me on Instagram at the underscore jbeard. Uh, make sure, make sure, make sure that you come out here, book your next tea time at Franklin Bridge. Thanks, everybody, who's showing up. We're going to get around to the next episode here shortly, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Thanks, y'all, for listening to this episode of the Champions Playbook. As always, you can find us anywhere that you guys are. So uh, make sure to check out Scott on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of the above. His Instagram is at Golf. That's two S's and two E's. So make sure to go and check out everything that he's got going on over on his Instagram page. Uh, as well as make sure you follow Franklin Bridge. Uh, Franklin Bridge puts out some great things as well, and we want to make sure that we support them because they support us. So as always... Feel free to come by the back porch of the Persimmon Pub at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays to come and listen to us talk golf. So book a late afternoon round of golf, and then afterwards, come on inside, get some food, some drinks. Uh, we got some specials going on. We had some $5 flatbread pizzas. We had some amazing chicken tacos, as well as drink specials going on all night long. So make sure to support the Persimmon Pub as well when you come out. We would love to see you guys. We do one episode and then a live Q&A and then another episode. So from 7 to 9 on Wednesdays, we hope to see you soon, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.